Oh my goodness, you crazy son of a bitch. Do you have any idea what you've just done? You've just discovered the Marts and Lestrap Show Podcast Hour. This is the show that may or may not be an hour long based on your perception of time and how much I've got to say. So strap yourselves in and prepare your ears for the journey of a lifetime with your host of the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour, me, you idiot. Welcome to the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour. This is episode 91, but more importantly than this being episode 91, this is the third installment of Halloween month. So for uh, October of 2015, as I promised you, uh, four episodes in a row, all of them devoted to the overall theme of Halloween, which also encompasses the themes of anything horror and scary and creepy, all those things that we associate with Halloween. But even more importantly than that, last week, at the end of episode 90, I promised you that I wouldn't be showing up alone. I told you that joining me for episode 91 would be my occasional co-host and my newlywed bride and my best friend in the whole wide world and my fellow Buffy the Vampire Slayer lover, Miss Chanel Chaco. Hello, everybody. Uh, Chanel, you have not been on the show since, uh, I think, since you interviewed uh, best-selling author Martin Lestrap. I think that no, was no, really. I think so. I think that was episode eighty. I don't know if you've wow. been on since then. That's eleven episodes without me. Eleven episodes that represents eleven weeks. That is, uh, that's nearly three months. That's like ten too many. That barely makes sense to me, but I can't think of any other episodes you've been on since then. I can't either, actually. What? Oh, no, we've had the Vegas Chronicles. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. I, I knew we didn't go 11 weeks. What are we, idiots? So you've been on twice since then. Who's, who's, <laughs> who's keeping track of this shit? Seriously. <laughs> well, anyway, so so this is uh, this is Halloween month. You've been listening, I suspect, to the Halloween month episodes. Of course I have. She says with great confidence. Where we talk about pumpkins well episode 89 i had horror filmmaker harrison smith i did listen to that one you did hear that episode that was awesome yeah you enjoyed it which uh, which I, it was actually nice to hear because uh well it was nice to hear that you listened but it was also <laughs> nice to hear that you enjoyed it because uh, harrison smith was a great guest and uh mm-hmm. and and you know i think i already told you that that is the the most downloaded episode in the history of the Martin Lestrap Show podcast hour. That's pretty impressive. Uh, and it can and it continues to get downloads, so people are really digging mm-hmm. it. Uh, I followed that up last week with episode ninety, which was the the first official audio reading that I did from inside the outside. Oh, that was great! I actually did listen to that. You listened to that one. Uh, I, I, I see you say I don't listen. <laughs> well, at the very least, well, see Halloween month. It's not a surprise that you've been paying attention. It's true. Because that's my favorite month. Your favorite month. Your favorite holiday. And now for uh, episode ninety-one, we are going to do uh, a long-awaited, finally getting back on track, another installment of the Buffy Chronicles. Finally, which we haven't done since I believe, and I'm kind of going off my memory. I think the last one we did was in May. Now, because that's the one that we did with our with our Canadian buddy Liz Hersey. And you're stalling? Not stalling? No, I had a total brain fart. Okay, it's and a, then I was embarrassed, so I decided to just be quiet. You're allowed, it didn't happen. You're allowed to have a brain fart, but I like literally started speaking. But don't go quiet oh, on me. <laughs> I was gonna say, so this is the third installment of Halloween month. Uh huh. 
But which installment is this of the Buffy Chronicles? I lost track. Uh, so for the Buffy Chronicles, we are going to be watching episode six, which makes this the sixth installment of the Buffy Chronicles. Wow. All right. I feel like we've done more. That's crazy. You would think because we started the Buffy Chronicles uh, a while ago. You know, because I think we did like them in a row. Like we did a lot. We did. And then we kind of petered out a, a little. A little bit. But I mean, we would do more. Just our, it's, our schedules are funky. You know, I think we'll be doing more soon. I, I, I kind of have a feeling, and I don't I don't know if you could hear it in Chanel's voice. She was alluding to something as if as if we're expecting a, a change, a large change in our life, yeah. which uh, which we're not talking about this week. Nope. But um, but you know, suffice it to say, uh, things are going to be changing around here. And when, once it's time, we'll tell you guys all about it. Yeah, we will. So what are we watching today? We are watching episode six of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is the pack. Oh, the pack. Yep, I remember this one. So the pack, it's uh, it's 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 another episode in season one, which surprisingly has nothing to do with vampires. They did a lot of episodes <laughs> in season one. It's like they got bored really quickly with the vampire thing. They were like, I don't know. They either got bored with it, or it's like they wanted to make a point. Like <laughs> I know we've got vampire in the title, but we don't have to talk about vampires all the time, even though it's in the goddamn title. <laughs> So, uh, so this it's actually it's a fun episode, and we'll talk about it in more detail when it comes up. But um, uh, overall, it deals with uh, sort of I don't know magic and voodoo. I don't think they ever use the word voodoo, but you know, magic and animals and humans and sort of you know. I think it deals with the challenges of adolescence. I think you're absolutely right. Oh, actually, speaking of challenges and adolescence, uh, as far as the Scooby Gang goes, because obviously Buffy's always the star. But as far as the Scooby Gang goes, this episode features the character of uh, of, of Xander. That's true. Played He's by the main star, played by Nicholas Brendan, who unfortunately continues oh. to have trouble, uh, even as recently as this recording. Poor Xander. So uh, a few episodes ago, we uh, we reported on Xander getting arrested, and he was drunk, and he was messing up hotel rooms, and he was you know at these different sort of you know comic cons he was going to. Um, and so just, just a couple of, uh, weeks ago, back in September, mm -hmm. he appeared on Dr. Phil, which, oh God, I, don't get me started. <laughs> now, uh, you know, for, for the sake of, uh, full disclosure, Chanel and I, we don't really watch <laughs> broadcast television, uh, which includes Dr. Phil cause we get our TV on Hulu and Netflix. So we didn't see it and, uh, and we didn't go out of our way to watch it, but I know that he appeared on Dr. Phil. Uh, but I also know that he wasn't happy with his appearance on Dr. Phil, and apparently Dr. Phil was, I guess, bringing up stuff that uh, upset uh, Nicholas Brennan, and so he actually well, walked off. isn't that, like, Dr. Phil's gimmick to, like, to kind of be a dick? <laughs> you know, and be like, well, why do you think that is? Well, because what I'm hearing, I, I don't care for Dr. Phil. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, you're probably right. So Nicholas Brennan uh, walked off the show. But then at the same time, what was, what was Xander thinking going on Dr. Phil? I have to imagine... Like, did he think Dr. Phil was going to be like, I'm so sorry for your trouble? Because Dr. Phil's kind of, you know, he wants people to pay attention to him. And Yeah, well, you know, yeah. in, all, in, in all fairness, maybe that's why Nicholas Brennan went on the show. Yeah. Because, I mean, you Aww. know, maybe maybe it was an opportunity. Like, you know, he was getting all this publicity for negative stuff. I just think in the way that I always felt I could have healed Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> early on in his career, I just feel like if Nicholas Brennan would let me, I could make him better. I bet you would try to make him you know? better. And I, I don't like that look in your eyes when you tell me you'd want to make him better. It has nothing to do with his drinking problem. You know, listen, I, I know if uh, if our if our Canadian 
uh, Hussie, Liz Hersey was here, <laughs> she would completely appreciate what you're alluding to. But she would be on my side. I know she'd be on your side. Uh, but but she's not here, so so I, I'm allowed to say, would you knock it off? This is a family show, Sorry. and we're trying we're trying to keep it clean. You're here in spirit, Liz. I know you are, and we know you're listening. So uh, <laughs> so I think this is partly your fault, Liz. I think you've had a, a horrible influence on my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Thank now, you, Liz. Now here is uh, Nicholas Brendan's uh, official statement. I believe it came in a USA magazine oh. or US magazine, US magazine. Are you gonna read it like you're drunk? <laughs> if I if I could do uh, a drunk uh, uh, affect, I would, but I can't do that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read it sober and apologetic, or whatever he says okay. here. I haven't actually read this. I just know it exists. Okay. So says Nicholas Brendan that aired. It was extremely sad that the producers decided to sensationalize and exaggerate the already disappointing events of the past year. A few things I need to clarify for the sake of my family and loved ones. I think he's talking to us. I do too. Dr. Phil had some words for my had some had some hard words for my mother, who I love dearly and who I who I have caused more headache heartache than I care to remember. When I was molested as a child, it was 1982. Man, the shit Jeez. got dark. Therapy wasn't talked about and accepted the way it is today. Going to therapy in 1982 would be similar to getting a divorce in 1950. It wasn't done, and if it was, it wasn't supported by those around you. There certainly were not the kind of resources that fortunately exist for abused children today. My mother, a victim of child abuse herself, was convinced by others that the best thing for me was to just put it behind us and move forward. My mother regrets this deeply, and it hurt me that Dr. Phil took her to task for not forcing me into treatment at the time. Oh, wow. So I, so that I, I think as far as we could tell, and, I, and I've read a little bit about this before, I think that's when he walked off. And I guess he, like, he took oh. off his microphone and stormed off the show and from there, the producers certainly saw, you know, yeah. TV gold and I'm sure sensationalized of and exploited course. it. Oh, well, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it is. And so that was September. And so then, you know, we, I think we... Well, now I feel bad for talking about him in such a derogatory manner. Yeah, I don't think you weren't being derogatory. You were being a slut. I was being a slut. And he doesn't need that. He's already been over-sexualized, apparently. And I just, you know... You, you were just gonna... I kept up the pattern. You were gonna add on to the pile. I'm a terrible human. You're not a terrible But not human. really. I'd no. give it to him good. <laughs> God, <laughs> God damn it. Well, anyway, so uh, <laughs> uh, so just uh, just like literally maybe two weeks ago, um, uh, Nicholas Brendan was arrested again. This is post-Dr. Phil. Oh, this is after Dr. Phil? So after Dr. Phil, oh, this is reported Christ. in Variety magazine. Buffy the Vampire Slayer star Nicholas Brendan arrested for choking girlfriend remember that hey <laughs> god damn it sorry i'm really <laughs> immature right now uh again i'm gonna blame this on liz hersey so <laughs> god damn you liz i wouldn't um, call the cops <laughs> i'm just kidding delete that pretend i didn't say that it's i'm terrible. not gonna delete it you know i'm not gonna in fact i'm gonna use that as i'm, gonna, I'm not an advocate of domestic violence or abuse i was just being filthy yeah, see, she, she's talking about choking in the, in the filthy way. Yeah, so as to not have it be misconstrued. Um, so anyway, so, uh, and he was married for, like, literally, like, 60 days. Because remember, yeah. that was one of the first things that we that we talked about in the Buffy Chronicles, and we were so happy for him. And then they, they got, I mean, you know, she, she left for, you know, for, for clearly for good reason. Sure. I, I don't suspect he blamed her for that. So uh, I'll just read a little bit of this Variety uh, Variety article. Buffy the Vampire Slayer star Nicholas Brendan's legal woes continue as the actor was arrested in Saratoga Springs, New York on Wednesday night. This is, uh, again, like, 
this article was October 2nd, so mm-hmm. just just a few, to like two weeks ago. Uh, he was charged, oh, uh, on Wednesday night after allegedly choking his girlfriend, uh, not his, not the same woman as, as his previous wife from, you know, five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was charged with two counts of criminal mischief and one count of obstruction of breathing, which are misdemeanors, as well as one count of robbery in the third degree, a felony according to People magazine. Wow. Jeez. Um, let's see. I'm going to go to a quote from, uh, from Lieutenant Bob Jilson. We got to the room and we found a 33 year old female there by herself. And she reported that she had been in a domestic incident with Nick and he had subsequently left before we got there. She did not have any physical injuries that we were aware of. Um, the woman, this is no longer the Lieutenant. This is just a variety writing. The woman told police that she was visiting Brendan best known for playing Xander on Buffy uh, obviously we know that, uh, that he's best known for Xander. Why, why are they telling us shit that we don't already know, <laughs> that we already know? Um, let's see, he allegedly got upset when she tried to leave, taking her car keys and smashing her phone. Well, that wasn't very well, nice, Nicholas Brendan. Yeah. Officers found and arrested Brendan a few blocks from the hotel. He spent the night in jail, but has since been released from custody. So anyway, there, there's a few more sentences in the article, but you get the gist of it. Yeah. So Nicholas Brendan... Just having a, a rough 2015, I would listen. The optimist in me would love to believe that uh, Nicholas Brendan is crazy like a fox, and you know that uh, this is all part of a, a grand scheme to help uh, stir up some some publicity and ultimately some work. But of course, you know that's me being uh, purposefully naive because clearly yeah. he has a substance abuse problem, which is uh, you know affecting his life in a very negative way. And yeah, this isn't like Justin Bieber. Yeah, like Justin Bieber being a little rebel was to change his image. This is more like a cry for help. Yeah, and so you know, hopefully, hope. And here's the thing: I mean, I would, I don't know. On the one hand, I, I feel like as uh, as purveyors of of, of media. Mm-hmm. We see this far too often, you know, celebrities, you know, going into dark places. And and I think it's it, it's really easy to forget that, the, that they're also humans. Like, mm-hmm. they're not playing the role of a celebrity going through right. something. Like, like there's a, a human being, a Nicholas Brendan, going through dark shit right now. And hopefully comes out of, he comes out of it. But I think we take that for granted. But what I'm thinking about right this very second is, and it's, 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 it's separate, but, you know, ultimately connected, is the really unfortunate story of uh, former Lakers star Lamar Odom, who, uh, as of right now, is in a, in a hospital in Las Vegas in a coma, who, similar to N- uh, Nicholas Brennan, has, uh, has substance abuse problems and was getting himself into a lot of legal woes. And, you know, as of um, yesterday, you know, he was he was found in a, in a Las Vegas brothel. Uh, one of the one of the. I don't know if it was the Bunny Ranch, but it was a brothel owned by the guy. I can't think of his name off the mm-hmm. top of my head. And, you know, he was, you know, uh, there was drugs involved. And he also had a history of, um, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what sort of abuse, but I know he had a, a really tough life growing up. Um, and that's, I'm sure, has had a large effect on why he has substance abuse problems. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully he makes it out, but he also sort of represents just how bad things can get. So it's not like, you know, you, you you go on TMZ, you see a mm-hmm. story, you're like, oh, man, what another crazy celebrity. Like, these are yeah. real people, and things can go really bad in a hurry. So hopefully, whatever Nicholas Brennan is going through, hopefully he's able to, to, to straighten out the ship. 
Wow, I really brought the party down. Right? Well, listen, we're Buffy fans, and, uh, you know, we're, we're pulling for, for Xander. Like we, like, we don't share these stories lightly, even though we have a few laughs. Yeah. Like, we, we really genuinely, and it's not like we know him, but in no, a way, it's like, it's it feels like we do. That's, he's our buddy Xander. And so, you know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he pulls through, and then things, things get better. Now, as far as this episode, again, this, this episode very centrally features uh, Nicholas Brennan and his, and his you know, star-making role as Xander Harris. Uh, the episode, again, is called The Pack. It was written by Matt Keane and Joan, uh, Joe Rankmeyer. I don't even know if I said his name correctly. <laughs> looks right. Uh, it was directed by Bruce Seth Green, who's directed several episodes for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It originally aired on April 7th, 1997 for the WB. Um, and as far as the cast goes, we've got the usual suspects, including a few uh, a few guest roles, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that once the episode starts. Now, a few notes worth uh, worth mentioning. Uh, again, as see, this is season six, so this is the halfway point of season one, because they only did 12 episodes for season one because it was a mid-season replacement back in March of, uh, of 2000 and, oh goodness, no, not 2000, 1997. Seven, yeah. So back in March of 97, it was a mid-season replacement on the WB. The director, Bruce Seth Green, uh, overall he directed eight, eight episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This is not his first of the Buffy Chronicles, so we've we've clearly already talked about him before. Um, three of the episodes, three of the eight episodes he directed, they all appeared in season one, including The Pack and Teacher's Pet, which we did a couple Buffy uh, Chronicles ago. <laughs> and the third one of season one we're about to talk about, which is The Pack. Uh, he also directed season 10 of... Uh, of season one, but we're not there yet, obviously, so I'm not going to tell you about it. Episode 10. Episode 10, thank one. you. I'm, I'm glad you're listening. I was like, there was no season 10. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, like if there were, but... <laughs> I'm sure there will be in the comic books, because... Of uh, yeah, which are Which are fun. I'm, I've actually... I read season eight, I believe, of the comics. Uh, I don't know if I've gotten to season nine yet, though. I gotta get caught up. They're fun. You'll enjoy them. Uh, the other five episodes he directed for Buffy, uh, they all came in season two, and so after that he wasn't really involved with Buffy too much. Although he did direct episodes of Angel, which was a Buffy spinoff. Uh, on top of that, he also directed episodes of Dawson's Creek and Roswell, all of which were hey, shows. I forgot of... about Roswell. Yeah, I think it was. I never saw it, but I know of it because yeah. it was. They were all WB shows, all teen shows, all sort of sci-fi, except for Dawson's Creek. Same Z's. Same Z's. <laughs> now, as far as the writers, their names are Matt Keen and Joe Reinkmeyer. And they appear to be a writing team because their credits are basically identical. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, just, you know, uh, let's see. They both had the official title of story editor for season one of Buffy. They had that title for all 12 episodes of season one. Um, But as far as writing credits go, they got credit for writing The Pack. And they also got credit for writing an episode of season two. Um... But beyond those writing credits, they were story editors, so it sounds like they were involved in all the episodes. But in terms of the, the episodes that they specifically wrote for credits, the, the pack was their, their only one of season one. They also have uh, writing credits as far as television goes for L.A. Law, Law & Order, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show, which apparently <laughs> was a TV show for them. I don't remember that. Yeah. So uh, so they seem to be a writing team, which which is not too terribly uncommon. Um and that's I can't I think that's a that's a good setup yeah. for the episode. I'm ready. So we're gonna that's go ahead and buffy. we're gonna go ahead and get started. I feel like usually when we try to do a countdown, uh, the play button always delays on us, but <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it won't. So, 
Uh, we'll get started, and I'll give you five seconds to, to, to sync up. Hopefully, you've already known to sync up your, your Buffy episode. If not, pause this and get it ready. But otherwise, <laughs> we're going to get going in the next uh, five seconds. So, five, four, three, two, Buffy. one, play. There we go. And thank goodness it worked. All right. So the That's episode. Funny. I was just about to ask you to turn it up, but then I realized that obviously we're not going to listen to it. We keep it on mute, both so we can talk to you guys, and also so we don't get sued by Fox. <laughs> All right, so we're opening with Buffy and a group of kids. We've never met them before, but we're we're at the Sunnydale Zoo. But the girl's kind of looking at Buffy like, "I hate you, bitch," <laughs> and she kind of like nudged her with her shoulder. And that girl, her name is Michael McCrane. Wow, and I and so I, I thought that I I thought I read that wrong, but uh, but apparently uh, oh, she, I her I among, you messed up. No, amongst other things, uh, she goes by the nickname uh, Mikey. Nice, but her play her her character her name, her name is Rhonda. All right. So right now we've got Buffy talking to Xander Nicholas a Brendan. Really cute elephant. They must have actually filmed this at the zoo, right? That's a real life elephant. It's it's a real elephant. I'm sure it's a real zoo. If I had to guess, that's probably the Los Angeles Zoo. I have Makes no, sense. I have no idea, but my guess is I doubt they'd go to San Diego to film the episode. So that would be silly. So we're we're watching Xander, Willow, and Buffy walking through the zoo. They look, you know, kind of bored. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Kind of bored. I I think also we're just sort of. Um, I guess if, it's like a field trip. In terms of the theme of the episode, uh, I, I think it's uh, you know definitely drawing a metaphor between uh, high school high school kids and you know wild animals and the jungle. Uh, the guy we're looking at right now in the yellow shirt. Well, I'm assuming you're watching with us. If you are watching with us, the guy in the yellow shirt, his his the, the character name is Kyle, but uh, as an actor, his name is Ian Bailey. And I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you a few things about him, Chanel, because I think you'll find it interesting. <laughs> um, of this is his first credited acting appearance. Is this well, he episode? He should be ashamed for making fun of that poor young man and taking his notes. That's important. So we've got these characters we've never met before, and they're not very nice. They're sort of again. As far as high school kids go, they very much represent the group of high school kids who are not very nice, and they kind of bullies—they're bullies. And I have to be honest, watching this makes me sort of uncomfortable because it reminds me a little bit too much of high school. Aww. Now that I got picked on, I—I I, I didn't get picked on necessarily, but um, I can easily relate with the kid who, uh, you know, the kid in the what 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 color would you call that Phoenix sweater? Orange, dark orange, burnt orange. Yeah, anyway, his a uh, his name is Lance as a character. His actor name is uh, Jeff. Actor name like it's like it's fake. His name uh -huh. is Jeff Maynard in real life. Could be fake. But anyway, again, if you're watching with us, the gentleman in the yellow shirt, uh, his what did I say? His oh, name so was. He just kind of invited the nerdy guy to like go hang out with them. So the nerdy guy's kind of happy. He's like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, that's not quite. Cool. It just it feels like they're up to no good, right? So now like, they're going into a place called the hyena house, but it had caution tape. It was like don't enter, and they're like let's. Do it. Okay. I'll get back to Ian Bailey in a second. This yeah. is important the, story the stuff. The Scooby gang is watching, and they're like, what are they doing? They're not supposed to go in there. What are they up to? Yeah, so we got Willow, Buffy, Xander. Because Buffy already knows that that crew, are like, they're kind of dicks. So she's like, well, why are they... They, she knows they're up to no good. Yeah, and and as the as the local vampire slayer, or the only vampire slayer, but local to Sunnydale, I think her antenna is always up to sort of protect the, the people of Sunnydale. Even if they're not vampires, even if it's just, you know, looking out for uh, a weak high school kid. Okay, this guy, this guy matters. This is Dr. Warrick. And we don't know, I mean, where did, as far as the episode goes, where does meeting him? 
but I can tell you his presence in this episode will be critical. But as far as we know, definitely we definitely know he works at the zoo, and we definitely know that uh, he has something to do with the hyenas, that uh, he's telling Buffy and Willow that they can't go into this little uh, hyena exhibit where Xander went and where the other mean kids went with the with the with the nerdy kid. I don't know if we call him a nerd, but definitely definitely the the weakling of the group. And so uh oh he just he just made a reference to the pack. He's talking to them about hyenas. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff thematically, metaphorically, all of it important. Uh definitely very much alluding to the fact that it's thematically and metaphorically these bully kids are definitely uh, a pack of hyenas metaphorically speaking, but you know, in in a little while a little bit literally. <laughs> so uh so what's happening right now, Chanel, with uh, our buddy So they're in the hyena exhibit. They're watching the hyenas through the cage. One's growling. The nerd's getting kind of scared. He tries to leave and gets blocked by one of the bullies. Mm-hmm. And uh now they're now they're holding him and they're making him go up to the hyena. They're going to try to throw him in the cage. He doesn't want to be like, there. Growling and freaking out. But there's Xander's our buddy like, Xander. Yeah. Looking all young and healthy. You're going to be all right, dude. I know. And, but he's, he's protecting the kid, which I admire. I have a story about that. I have a similar story where I did not do what Xander did. And I so feel the bad hyena's eyes just like glowed green and they were all looking at it. So then their eyes lit up. So we know like, oh shit, something yeah. just happened. And on the ground, we see uh, some sort of a drawing that appears to be a, <laughs> a hyena of sorts. Um, it, it's all the mean kid to Xander, but the, the nerd's getting away. So he didn't get his eyes all green. Uh, and now the the pack of mean kids are are laughing like hyenas. Oh no, Xander got, got it. Uh, and we hear hyenas screeching in the back. So says the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now we get to our opening credits, which is a good opportunity for me to tell you about Ian Bailey. There you go. Because it it is very interesting. Chanel. you're gonna you're gonna be fascinated. So this episode, the pack episode six of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This is his first credited uh, acting role ever, TV or movies or otherwise. Since this, however, he's had a prolifically successful acting career. Uh, let's see. He's he uh, well, amongst other things, uh, his probably his next big role after this was on Dawson's Creek. Because if you looked at his face, yeah. you might be thinking to yourself, he looks kind of familiar. Yeah, he did look kind of familiar. He appeared in two episodes of Dawson's Creek in season one. He played Jen's crazy ex-boyfriend from New York. Oh, I don't even remember that at all. Sure, that's the one where uh, where Dawson and Pacey um, ditched school with him and he took him around. And he was not a good influence on all them. Right. Uh, but anyway, but, but beyond that, he appeared in two of our favorite movies, Fight Club. No. And Almost Famous. No kidding. Yeah, Fight Club. I don't remember him in either. I don't remember him in Fight Club. He played a character named Ricky, but I don't know who that was. Oh, he must have been at one of the support groups, I bet. I'll bet you that. Either that or he was in the uh, what the, the Mayhem group, whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Project Mayhem. Project Mayhem. Look at in... that croissant. That looks so good. <laughs> he's got like a croissant and Coke. Funny you should notice that. They're going to both play a part in this scene. Yeah. Um, but in Almost Famous... Uh, uh, Ian Bailey played Jan Winner, the editor of Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, so yeah, so it's a crucial, it's relatively small, but but critical role and and uh, almost famous. So so you know, uh, he he's had a very very successful. He's done a lot of other stuff too. Most recently, he's appeared in Ray Donovan and Once Upon a Time. So he's been working steadily since. The, yeah, so he's been doing great. That's pretty cool. So as for the episode, now we're back to the episode. Willow. Buffy there, there in the bronze, which is one of our one of our regular hangouts. And I don't, 
I don't know if any. I, I find it curious that Buffy can buy a croissant in the bronze. I know. I was thinking that too. <laughs> That's a weird food for an after-hours club. I, yeah, because you know, I you, we could assume that she brought it with her, but I don't think that would be the right assumption. Yeah, that would be weird. They're also talking about Angel and stuff, and how he's kind of dreamy. I think Willow's talking a little bit about Xander. Xander just walked in the bronze. Girls are turning and paying attention to him. They never do that. No. We know that from watching the last yeah, few. He's kind of a dork. And he's looking at these girls like they're like they're meat. He just picked up Buffy's croissant and started eating it. He's drinking her Coke. And 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 he's complaining. He's like, "What's this crap? You know, I I need some. I need some. I need some food. Birds live on this." He said. I think he wants some meat. Yeah, <laughs> he wants some meat. And of course, poor Buffy. That was her croissant, as you mentioned. It actually looked really good. Yeah, and, like, if she's anything like me, I wouldn't eat it after that. <laughs> you know? Like, he would have just ruined my croissant. I would have to throw it away. I'd probably just be like, oh, you can have it. Yeah, and, of course, the fact that he just showed up, he's eating he's eating their food, he's acting weird. He's he just sn- sniffed Buffy's hair like a weirdo. Uh, sort of like a, like a wild animal, maybe like a hyena. Chanel. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, scratching his chest. Kind of weird. He's just being really weird. I'm also curious because you have an eye for this. Anything about the fashion that strikes you? Because I, I never know about the fashion. No, I don't think so. All right. Just if anything catches your eye, feel free to comment because I never know. You right. see that, like the elephant that you saw before, you notice stuff that I don't necessarily pick up on. <laughs> but here, here's the rest of our pack, including Kyle, the the leader of the pack. He spots Xander, and they've got they've got a connection because they're all they've all got this hyena yeah. spirit in them they can connect and communicate probably like hyenas do without talking yeah the the other members of the pack there's Rhonda, of course who's played by michael mccrane there is kyle who i already mentioned played by ian bailey there's tor tor's the uh i don't know if you can see him he's the he's the blonde one and then there's then there's heidi and this is a this 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 made me like they were being mean to, to the fat kid you know and, and xander was laughing and he turned to, to, to buffy and willow and they didn't think it was funny, and then totally like serious. He said the kid's fat. <laughs> he had to explain the joke, which is funny. So now we're in the library. Buffy and Giles are training, which is of course exactly where you think about physical training is the library. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> who doesn't work out in the library? On the one hand, this is this is where Buffy and and and, uh, and Giles do their work. On the other hand, I'm guessing. It's a low-budget show. They probably had limited sets, so... You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I really want a croissant now. <laughs> you know? It's a nice, buttery croissant. We've got the camera. It, it's moving in first-person point of view. We don't know who the who it is. Everybody's running and squealing. But it's also on the floor, so it's like it's like a worm's-eye view, you might call it. And there's Buffy, and she picks up Buffy whoever it is. It. It's a piglet. It's a sweet little piglet with a little... With a helmet. A little football helmet. And little foam uh, razor back on its back. Aww. He's cute. And so we've also got the principal. This is Principal Flutie. He's our new uh, mascot, I guess. The the pig, not the principal. Yeah, the pig. <laughs> uh, the principal is played by Ken Lerner. Uh, Ken, Chanel, you might be interested in knowing, similar to our buddy, Ian Bailey, he's also had a very, very prolifically successful acting career. Yeah. Uh, Ken Lerner, he's been act. He made his first television appearance in 1977. Goodness. Which was the year that this podcast host was born. That's I was born true. in December of 1977. Wow. So when I was born, Principal Flutie, he was already starting his acting career. He was like a person. And so in 1977, uh, he he made acting appearances on Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley. And later in his career, he appeared on The Golden Girls and Who's the Boss. Oh, well, those were some of the best shows. Wonderful. And and, and those are just, just to name a few. He's been acting pretty much nonstop 
As for movies, he's been in many movies, but amongst them he was in The Running Man, which is a really, really wonderful Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, sci-fi movie that I love. Have you seen The Running I've Man? I've never seen The Running Man, nope. We're going to have to watch that. I, I loved it. And he was also in RoboCop 2, which is a movie that's near and dear right. to my heart. Well, because... I've seen RoboCop 1, so I'm almost there. Yeah, and so RoboCop 2, my godfather, Willard, Willard, Willard Pugh, appeared in RoboCop 2. So I remember as a kid, I, I felt very excited when he appeared sure. in RoboCop 2. So Xander just had like a PMS freak out on Willow. Uh, she was tutoring him for geometry. He just threw the book in the trash and said something. I don't know what he said, but it was like, Ugh, yeah, and, and then a, walked away. Again, just further extension of Xander just freaking out and acting weird. But we, but like we as an audience know why. But like Willow has no idea what's up with Xander. Yeah, he's just being a dick. So now Buffy is talking with the with Principal Flutie, kind of talking about the pig. Uh, what else are they talking about? Oh, he's also just talking about, you know, I guess he's talking about kids and, and how things were different and maybe a little bit better when, when he was younger. But then... So here comes Xander. Yeah. The pig starts freaking out. Yeah, and it's just... And you can tell the pig's not really freaking out and Buffy's just shaking it. <laughs> I, she's making the pig move. That pig is, like, happy and, like, cool. I'm an actor. One thing I also noticed that you may or may not have picked up <laughs> the pig is acting <laughs> is that uh, all the members of the pack, they're wearing, they put him in, like, dark clothes. Like, Xander's wearing a dark shirt. Are wearing darker clothes, sort of visually signify sure, of that they're dark, which reminded That's me a of a classic cue. Reminded me of a Superman three when Superman was was dark and Superman three and his oh. Superman uniform was a little bit darker and he had a stubbly beard. <laughs> nice. And now we're, we're gonna in, play dodgeball. Dot, this looks pretty fun. Yeah, or when I was a kid, we called it zone dots. The exact same game. I, zone dots. I, I yeah, I know, but I oh god, I love that game. It's I was I actually liked it too. You'd be surprised to know. I was good at it. I used to. I wasn't good at it, but I still liked it. Those of us with uh, at least a little bit of athletic ability, we would jump over the. We would basically do the splits and jump over the ball if if you could to, to dodge it. I just hopped back and forth. Yeah, that's uh, you know, <laughs> that's uh, that's what the uh, the civilians would do in sure. in terms of. Uh, well, you know, I was probably wearing shiny patent leather shoes and a roughly dress. So what do you want? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Now, as as far as this episode goes, this feels like a game that's sort of. I'm sure. I'm sure the writers. I'm sure the writers, Matt Keen and Joe Rankmeyer, chose this game very specifically because it is sort of. So Xander just threw a ball at Willow, and yeah. you can see her little heartbreak. She's heartbroken. He looks like he he couldn't give a shit, because this this game is as far as school goes. It's it's a very it's like a predatory game, and it you've got is. a ball, and you've got a weapon, and you're sort of taking out your fellow classmates, and now it's like Buffy's the only one left on her side, and then it's basically the pack and the nerd. It's like they're the only ones left. And even though the nerds on their team, the pack, they're circling him like a pack of hyenas. And I think they attacked him instead of Buffy because like animals, they can sense dominant mm -hmm. forces and dominant energy. So, of course, why would they attack Buffy? She'll kick their asses. Yeah. So they turned to the to the nerd. Buffy was the only one left on the other side. Yeah. And Buffy's facing off with Xander. She's eyeing him up and she's not saying anything. I mean, she's like, what the fuck's your problem, dude? Yeah. And bro. I, and I just feel like. She knows that there's something up. And just a nice little scene with the PE teacher who just loves it. He thought it went amazing. <laughs> he thought it was, a, it was a roaring success. So Willow's standing by the locker. She's waiting for Xander. She's about to be like, what the fuck? Like, you can tell. Like, what's your problem, dude? And, and he's like, oh, man, I, I, I've been meaning to talk to you. And you think he's going to be like, I love you. Yeah. Like, in the background, you've got the pack. And because, and and you know, we know that Willow loves Xander. She has a huge crush on yes. him. Yes. And he's talking to her like all sensitive like and you know, he has feelings, and his feelings have been changing. And so, you know, Buffy's kind of in the background, so she she kinda of hears what's going on. 
you know that Willow thinks that he's going to maybe say something about, you know, their relationship and maybe... Yeah, like, I like you. I've been acting like a dork because I'm uncomfortable. But, blah, he, blah, blah. but he just told her that he's going to drop geometry and so he doesn't need her help anymore. Which means I won't have to look at your pasty face again. And then, you, and then they all start laughing and your heart breaks because Willow's so good. Uh, she's so good at being heartbroken. She is. Her little face. Fucking Xander. And I they're just laughing and Buffy's like, dude, what the fuck? You gonna say something to me now, bitch? I wonder if this is what uh, Nicholas Brennan looks like when he's tearing up a hotel room at Comic-Con. I know. Isn't it sad? He probably laughs like that. <laughs> and that, that laughing just now, he looked like he was about to throw up. Didn't he? Like, uh, he's a like as his laugh was beginning, like he was like, yeah, like a, like yeah. a, like a nauseous face. Totally. What a douche. But I think even more, like Buffy just really seems to sense that something's up. Now so we, the pack is walking through the school like they own it. There's a Xander with Ian Bailey, future movie star. And what do they smell? They smell some hot dogs. Literally hot dogs. She's not being dirty this time. Yeah, and they look so good. Now, most of you probably (laughs) know, like, we've been vegetarian for a really long time, but those hot dogs look so good with those chips. Yeah, it's like hot dogs, potato chips. It's it's like a really, like, sort of, you know, cheap high school lunch, but it, it looks appealing. It almost, it just looks comforting. Yeah, and that dude, he... He's not bothering anybody yeah. with his earring and his long hair. Yeah, and they take their food. And he he's friends with Xander because he, he talks to Xander by name. Says, hey, man, you like this band. What do you think? Yeah. Which only makes it all the more sad when, you know, it's like Xander's just being mean to everybody. Yeah, and now this guy's like walking on the table and he <laughs> steps on their food. I would love to have that role. Oh, so... I want to walk on people's hot dogs so bad. <laughs> now, now she's not talking literally. Now she's talking figuratively. <laughs> She would like to walk on people's hot dogs. Yeah, there you go. People will pay for that. <laughs> so the pack they've left. Uh, they're inside the cla- uh, a classroom now. It's, it looks like a, it looks like an art room for as far as I could tell. Oh, so they're in the room where the cute little pig is. I guess they want to play with it. I think yeah. They're surrounding the the pig in its cage like a like a pack of hyenas. Somebody said, "Let's do lunch." And then they start Aww, laughing like hyenas. Piggy. Man, this episode got fucking dark. Yeah. I mean, we knew that the pack was dark, but but it's a cute little pig. We thought, uh, I, I thought, listen, I thought the pig was going to be around for the next seven seasons. Now they're coming out. And they're, again, they're wiping their mouths. This nice little slow motion shot of them, which is always, you know, lets us know that they're the villains. Which is weird, because Xander is one of the villains of this episode. <laughs> even though, even though, so he's technically, he's one of our heroes, but in this episode, he's a villain as part of the pack. And people are looking at them like, something's weird. What's going on with these guys? They just have like a presence, like they have a, would mm-hmm. you say, animalistic energy? Ooh, I think I would. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I think they're also thinking to themselves, man, we're all wearing bright colors and they're all wearing very dark yeah. colors. They stand out from us like they're like they're dark, like they're a pack of villains. They just walk by the nerd again, the, the, the weak nerd who they keep picking on. And they kind of ignored him and maybe it's because they just fed so they're like, eh. It's like if you run into a lion that's not hungry, it's mm-hmm. like, I could kill you, but, like, I'm not hungry right now. Yeah, like the nerd was like somebody who was in the ocean, and he just saw a great white shark who decided yeah. not to eat him. Right. Or bite him, or whatever great white sharks do. <laughs> the thing is, I've never met a great white shark, so I don't want to assume. Yeah. I, I don't want there to be, like, a shark who's going to hear this and then, like, sue me for defamation right, of character. Exactly. I don't need that. Yeah, poor sharks. They just want us to get the fuck out of their house. Yeah. Yeah, like, we see sharks, we see monsters. They're like, if you're not a fish and I can't eat you, what the fuck are you doing here? Get out. 
that's the thing with sharks. Sharks don't actually like eating people. Yeah, they, they apparently we taste really gross to them. So most shark, when people die from shark attacks, it's not because the shark ate us. It's us. I'm like I got eaten by a shark. <laughs> but it's that the shark. It's usually the the victim bleeds to death. Like the shark yeah. doesn't care anymore. But they usually bleed to death before they can get help. Yeah. Oh, there's Willow crying. My gosh, she cries so good. She's upset. She's basically telling Buffy like. Like, you know, he's only being mean to me. He's not doing this to you. And Buffy's like, no. But it's true. And again, it's kind of what you said earlier. Willow, they probably see, or at the very least, Xander probably sees her as being weaker. Right. Buffy's clearly stronger, more of an alpha presence. Yes. So so they're not going to, he's not going to pick her off. But again, in the larger sense, and you kind of touched on this earlier, at the very least, you alluded to it, in the larger thematic sense of it, you know, Xander and the, and, and, and the gang of, of hyenas, very very much represents high school yeah and this is and just, the changes that you go through and how you know it's you know sometimes you will find yourself in a in a pack of kids and maybe they're not being very nice and it's easy just to sort of get absorbed into their energy and doing what they're doing yeah. even if you know you shouldn't be doing it mm-hmm. like in this case xander you know he is one of our heroes of the show and even though he's under some sort of a weird spell it sort of i think represents how you can fall into the wrong crowd and you can sort of start acting differently, and you can even be mean to the people who generally you're, you're friends with. Right. Just to be accepted. Yeah. And the... Giles is basically telling Buffy that exact thing right now. Oh, look at me. All lined up with Giles. Yeah. Hey, Chanel, did I ever tell you the story about when I could have prevented a, a, an incident of bullying and when I was in the 12th grade and I didn't do it? Aw, no. Uh, to this day, I feel bad about it. So it was 1995. Aww. I was about 18 years old. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, think, I think I was 17. But either way, 1995, first day of senior year. Mm. School was out. School was basically empty. Um, and I was talking to I was talking to a, a girl who I'd been uh, wanting to meet. So we were, I, I feel like maybe I had possibly met her earlier in the day, possibly. Um <laughs> But either way, if it wasn't the first day of school, it was definitely the first week of school. Mm-hmm. And so it was after school, and I was talking to her and one of her friends. And so we were just chatting, having a nice, a nice conversation. She was a freshman. I was a senior. So obviously, right. I, was, I, was, cool. I was both cool and predatory because she was, you know, a couple <laughs> years younger than me. And um, about, say, 15 feet away, there was this little kid. I, definitely, he was a freshman. And he was getting picked on by these two seniors. Aww. And they were bigger than him, and they were stronger than him. And the thing is, they were on the wrestling team. Oh, no. And I was on the wrestling team. Yeah. So I knew them. Aww. And I was looking at this thing happening, and I, and I thought to myself, because I could see in the kid's eyes, I could see he was scared. Aww. He's a freshman, and these guys are big and scary. That's so mean. It was I'm mean. so sad. And the thing is, you know, like I kept in my head, I was thinking, all I have to do is go over there and say hi and strike up a conversation with these guys because I know them and they'd probably leave the kid alone. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I think there was a part of me that was like, well, I mean, you were talking to a girl. I was talking to a girl, but I was like, There's I don't Not much in high school. That's going to trump that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, all I, it, but I felt so bad for the kid. And in the five or 10 seconds that I was thinking to myself, I should help him out. A teacher came by and he broke it up and they split and and the kid was fine and i thought you know i could have done that why the fuck didn't i do anything and that was like 18 years ago that's funny and i still i I still remember in so much detail and i still regret not helping him out 
And so, like, watching this episode and seeing these kids in this episode, I mean, they're actors. Yeah. But, you know, for me, it, it's sort of a testament to sort of how right. how sort of transcendent this show is that, that, you know, it really, you know, even though it's about vampires and hyena teenagers or whatever, <laughs> they're touching on these very real themes that, that yeah, affect a lot of people. True. So what's happening now? What did, I, what did I miss when I was telling my story? I don't know. I was listening to your story. <laughs> okay. Well, we're back in the library. I know that. So it looks like right now we're trying to figure out what it is because we found out that the pig uh, got eaten. And somehow I guess they know that it was those kids or feel like it was the kids. So now Giles is like, oh shit, maybe he's not just being a 16-year-old boy. There is, there are cases of animal. That's um, right. Kind of like possession, basically. Because Buffy was trying to sort of tell uh, Giles, and he didn't think there was anything weird. But now Giles is on board. Buffy's in the classroom where the pig was. The cage is all mangled. I guess she's looking for clues, like Nancy Drew, Mm -hmm. to see what happened. She's going to step on something crunchy. It's probably a pig bone yeah I, that's a pig bone. that is definitely and it's it's cleaned up too like they did not leave Somebody's any he's walking up behind her really quiet dark clothes gotta be the pack you get scared it's xander looking at her all rapey <laughs> <laughs> she tries to get away and he's like blocking her and of course i mean she's the slayer so she's not in any physical danger but, yeah. but she yeah. just like knocked him over and he's making dirty jokes Principal Flutie is, he's got the other four members of the pack in his office. And That's he's right. like, what is wrong with you, you evil, evil people? Because he knows that they killed the pig. So he, you on drugs? He brought them to his office. And so we've got, we've got, uh, we've got Rhonda and Kyle and Tor and Heidi all in there. Which honestly, if a bunch of kids like killed a pig, I mean, I would <laughs> think twice about being like, come on in my office, kids. Because this is something that happens with normal teenagers. <laughs> Yeah. Like, wouldn't you instantly be like, oh, shit, something's wrong with them? <laughs> well, I don't know. He, he's the principal, and maybe to some degree he was like, you know, they're still kids. They're still going to respect my authority. So she's telling him, like, you're infected, like, you're possessed. And he's like, well. And now we're back to the principal's yeah, office. I don't know what he's saying, but he's mad. He's basically saying that, you know, you guys are hoodlums, you're riffraff, uh, you know, you're 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 going you're gonna to pay for this. And then one of the pack grabs his arm. And they're all just kind of eyeing him. They're I like like a pack of oh he picks up the phone, Ooh, Rhonda snatches the phone, and uh, you know things are not looking good for the principal. Kyle gets they're in his literally face. Literally growling at him. We're back to Xander and and Buffy. Xander's on top of her. Don't get excited, Chanel. Xander's <laughs> on top of her. Buffy knocks him over. Things are things are getting heated. And again, like, we know that she's a slayer. She's not in any real physical danger. But it's also Xander. Like, she doesn't... I don't think she wants to hurt Xander. But she also knows that he's under, like, some weird magical hyena spell. So, you know, it's sort of a precarious thing for Buffy is, you know, she needs to sort of uh, neutralize Xander. But he's still her friend. And he's smelling her. And now we're back at the principal's office. Still surrounded by the by the pack. They're getting yeah, closer and closer. Really weird weird they're all sniffy aggressive he's like what the hell and i think he he's yelling i think he did his last ditch effort rana just scratched his face he's bleeding now he's scared now he's scared and blubbering and me thinks that uh principal flutie is not gonna make it out of this episode i don't think he's on this show anymore we have a nice close-up of his face smiling which i think sort of signifies that's the end for him yeah 
But listen, he's he's this got a real dark episode. He's he's he has a very nice acting career, so Look don't at feel bad. Those cute little hyenas eating that meat. <laughs> I knew you were gonna love them. <laughs> <laughs> Animals eating is like the cutest thing to me, even when it's bloody. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got uh, we're back in the so library. Xander's like unconscious. Buffy's, Buffy's dragging him in. Putting him in a cage because they have this weird lock cage in the library. <laughs> I Which guess is it's a for, like the dirty books? I don't know. Maybe I mean it's an important cage throughout the yeah. Throughout it every, is. You know we see it a lot in season two because there's a one of our main characters is a werewolf, but we we'll talk about that when we get to season two. Uh, but in the meantime, the cage it's it's been established since season one where you could trap a monster if you need to, or in this case, a possessed Xander. Now we've got Giles who's entered the library and he looks very oh. somber. And he's he's telling them that uh, that you know that the that there's something happened with Principal Flutie that the, that the pack ate him, and so now it's not just that they're under a spell and they're hurting a pig, they, they ate a principal. Yeah, and just to make things you know, just for the sake of getting like really dramatic wording, they murdered him. Yeah, this pack of teenagers murdered their high school principal. And uh, Giles and Willow and, and Buffy, they are responding with the appropriate level of of sort of despair. It's not, you know, they're not writing it off with some, like, funny Buffy quip. So, so they know that they, they figured out that, it, you know, Xander wasn't there because he was fighting with Buffy. So at least they feel a little bit better that, like, he didn't eat the principal. But yeah. he did eat the pig, but, you know. <laughs> he did eat the pig, but he didn't eat the principal, which is sort of, you know, a small a small bit of mercy. Whatever, what Giles said something to that effect that it's uh, you know, at least it's a small thing. It's not much, but right. at the very least, Xander wasn't part of it. That, so it looks like Giles is like figuring something out to transfer the animal spirit into another human. But then they're like, Well, who's gonna want that? Alright, so So Buffy's like, Let's put the hyena back in the hyena. And then Buffy remembers the zookeeper that the, that we met in that sort of opening opening scene before the credits. So he's got to be able to help. So, you know, we're going to leave Xander in the cage and we're going to go to back to the zoo, except somebody's got to stay back to watch Xander. So Willow just volunteered. So they gave her the keys Which to the cage. Which is a bad idea, right? Because she's got a soft spot for Xander. Yeah. I bet he could easily charm the pants right off of her. Got a close-up of the keys. She put it in her pocket. Which tells me that that's going to be important. And then there's a girl. Do we know her? Uh, I don't think we've met her yet. She's... Got what appears to be a backpack. It looks like she's in the woods, but it's just probably just like a park with a lot of trees. She just found the pack laying there. They're all asleep on I the ground. I think at first she was concerned, like, are you guys okay? But now she's like, what the fuck? It's they're like, looking at me weird. I'm kind of scared. They're waking up and they're methodically getting up like predators who found a new prey. Uh-oh. Oh, she's got a baby. That's not a backpack. She's got a baby on her back. That's a mother That's with like her child. That's like a can child. of Pringles to a hyena. <laughs> <laughs> Taurus drooling. So this is like straight out of National Geographic. We see a mother with her child and predators. And it's like, you know, you can go get away. We want her to get away. But it's nature because it's National Geographic. Like she might not get away. Why aren't they chasing her? Are they not hungry? Why aren't they chasing her? I just assumed that they were going to. I thought gonna... they were going to eat the baby. You know what? They ate the baby. Principal Flutie ate the Oh, they're full. Yeah. That's right. So that's the only reason she got away is because they're they're full. And Willow, she's watching actual, like, looks like National Geographic footage of Hyenas, but Xander's woken up. And he's kind of acting like, oh, what happened? What am I doing here? He's sort of being sweet because he kind of gets that, you know, maybe he needs to change his attitude to get out of this cage. Yeah. 
uh, Willow's walking up to the cage, which I don't like because there's there's an opening that's just big enough where he could reasonably Whip it out, get his. Yeah. God damn it! Oh, oh, get the key. That's is that, oh. I was gonna say the key. You're thinking about a Xander glory hole. Well, I mean, it is like not the right level. It is the right level. I, I know you're having flashbacks to the other day when you got gas, but this is. <laughs> This is not a glory hole in the in the gas station bathroom. This is Xander <laughs> in the library cage. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Like Xander, you may, maybe you were under a spell. I was. <laughs> under, Excuse me. <clears throat> under the spell called glory hole-itis. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not a spell. That's what you got after you left the glory hole. It's almost like he's like hypnotizing her. Like yeah. she can't look away. Look how big her pupils are. She wants it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I feel like we have the spirit of Liz. I think I think I think like Xander and the hyena, you've got the spirit of Liz Hersey in your soul right now. Although I can't blame her too terribly much because because you were filthy before before Liz infected you. Yeah. But at the very least, it's nice. It's nice to have the spirit of our friend Liz here. Yeah. It, it feels weird to it's do nice this without to know Liz. That there's someone else in the world like me. <laughs> Uh, I, I think we have to figure out how to do this with Liz in Canada. That's the tricky thing. Yeah, oh, we have nope. to do like Skype. Xander, watching. Xander, just snatch for the key. That's and why now I he's yelled. Pissed. He's all, let me out. Yeah, oh, like I'm an drunk. animal in a cage. Sorry. But yeah, you mentioned Skype. We'll we'll have to figure something out. This is as much fun as we're having. We just had a blast doing this with Liz. So we've got to, we we've got to do that again soon. And we've got Buffy and Giles so talking, talking to the, to the zookeeper. zookeeper. Yeah, Jinx, owe me a coke. <laughs> Chanel said your name that way you can keep in the show with me. Oh, because you guys know the you guys know the Jinx rule. So <laughs> they're talking. He's talking about the creepy guys, the teenagers that showed up. Uh, something about a, a ritual. You know, Giles is trying to fill in the zookeeper on on some sort of ritual and the hyenas and the kids and the spirit of the hyenas and the zookeeper. I gotta be honest with you. He's taking this all relatively well. Yeah, like, shouldn't he be shocked? Like, what are you talking about? I feel like he should be freaking out a little bit. Um, but he's, so it sounds like he has a solution. At, at the very least, he's whatever Giles wants to do, he seems so to be on saying, board. He's telling him to get the possessed students over to the hanging cage immediately. Mm -hmm. So. And uh, he, I think he's going to meet them there. And it sounds like he wants to help out. Uh He's talking about hyenas and packs and something, something. And Buffy's concerned. Oh, Buffy's concerned oh, for Willow. So basically they just said the hyenas have like an internal like tracking. So once they fed and rested, they'll find the missing member of their pack. So Which is Xander. That basically means Willow's in trouble because they're all about to come mm -hmm. to find Xander and she's with him. I, 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 I'm sorry. I zoned out as soon as I heard you say they're all about to come. <laughs> It's not that kind of show this time. I'm I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on Liz as well. I think she's infected me just like the hyenas. Oh, there you go, see. So now we've got uh we've got the pack looking in through a, a window at the library. Willow just spotted them. They're busting through the windows like a vampire, except they're not vampires. And uh and now Willow's running away. Xander's locked up. Looks like trying to get out. Looks like the pack is. They gonna... could probably rip this cage apart, all of them together. Yep. Man, there they go. They're fucking powerful. You get the f out, Willow. Don't What's act the like use of that know. cage? Xander couldn't break it, but I guess. <laughs> well, I, I thought that I thought he was kissing Xander. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was sniffing him very intimately. He really was. But, uh, 
He's like, I missed you, bro. There's a trophy case, which we know uh, the, the the witch's mom is in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe she can help. Nice little nice little callback. She's probably watching this like, oh. So now we're in the high school after dark. Willow is in the classroom tr hiding from the pack as best as she can. So she's hiding under her desk. But, I mean, come on. They're hyenas. Like, they're going to smell her, especially if she's scared. Yeah, and they're definitely sniffing. They've split up, uh, you know, most of them walking alone, although Xander... Uh, he's walking with uh, with Heidi, I believe. It's a silhouette, but I'm pretty sure that's Heidi. And where are they going? They they found the classroom. Uh -oh. They're sniffing. I they're think they're going right for her. Yeah, listen, they've got good sniffers now. But they're basically. But hyenas. we know we know that Buffy was like Willow, so she's got to come to the rescue. Hopefully, right? hopefully, right? I have to believe Willow's going to be Willow's last episode. If she doesn't make it out of this episode, I don't know if I can keep watching because I love no, Willow. They walked out. Oh, thank goodness. She must have had a lot of deodorant on. I was or. Gonna... Oh, or. Or is it a trick? I mean, they're hyenas. They can smell shit. Yep. Yeah. God, you're smart. Yeah, sorry. I figured that one out. Well, that's all right. But it's Xander. He goes right for her. Uh, he trips over a desk. Uh, Blondie's got her. Yeah, that's Heidi. She's right between them. Oh, here comes Buffy. Buffy hit her with, I don't know, fire extinguisher maybe? She just kicked Xander in the face. Styles is there. So now that now they're running back into the classroom, but I mean the fact that Buffy's there makes me feel better. Yeah, like Buffy's gonna protect us. Yeah, because well, and that's the thing. Like when it's when when she's not there, you know that like Willow or Giles or any of them are s super vulnerable. Yeah, but she's here now, and again, even though they have hyena spirits, they're still teenagers. It's not like they're vampires with like vampire strength and and you know power. So anyway, now now we're now we're kind of regrouping because we're we're safe. Chanel's getting nervous over here. I can hear it. <laughs> uh, they're gonna go to the zoo. That's 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 Buffy's idea. So now there's like a little family. Even their house, mom, dad, kid. They're getting in the car. Mom and dad seem to be arguing. I feel like the kid's eating an ice cream cone. I was thinking that. Who gets to leave the house eating an ice cream cone? Just to let you know what great parents these are. But mom and dad are fighting, so they probably feel guilty, and they're like, here, baby, have ice cream. Shut up. Or is that a Twinkie? I can't tell what he's eating. I don't know. He's eating something he shouldn't be, though. Yeah, it's definitely a treat. Dad's an idiot. He just got in the car. He doesn't know where the keys are. <laughs> I'm obsessed with what that kid's eating. It's not ice cream. Might be a Twinkie. Could be a corn dog. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've got the pack, you know. They're uh, on the car, terrorizing the family. Xander's being weird. Laughing and cackling like hyenas. Can oh, they break in? Xander oh, Xander just broke yeah. the window right over the kid's face. They're He's hungry. going for the kid. They're hungry again. Easy prey. Oh, he got the kid, man. Oh, shit. Thank goodness. Buffy found him. Buffy. She's throwing them off the car. That's Rhonda she knocked down. Now she's kicking. That's either Kyle or Tori. I can't tell which one. That's Xander's leg sticking out. Looks like a high school kid on prom night. His leg sticking out the car. <laughs> I say that like I have any idea what that looked like. <laughs> I never had a high school dance experience that ended with my legs hanging out of a car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they all seem to settle down when Buffy came. And, and now she's running. Yeah. She's, I think she wants them to go to yeah. the zoo. She wants to lure them back to the zoo. Uh, you know, even though Xander knows she's a slayer, I think under the spell, he doesn't remember that she's a slayer and that she can beat them up. So they just think that she's another helpless prey. Yeah, he's taken over by his animal instinct to attack. And I, I don't, I kind of assume they didn't have special strength, but they did tear off the cage. And they didn't just tear it open, like they 
bent and shit like super strength. So maybe maybe they do well, have yeah, animal strength. Hyenas are probably strong. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like they maybe they do have like animal strength, not just like human strength. Yeah, they're like hyenas, dude. I just thought it was like a spiritual thing. Like they've got they're the like hyena spirit. Eating people. Well, you can eat people without hyena strength. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying. That, listen, you were on board all along. I'm just saying this is all becoming clear to me what's happening. <laughs> so anyway, we're back at that hyena cave at the zoo. Uh, Giles is in there by himself, but but now with the zookeeper. The zookeeper's got this crazy face paint, so Giles yeah. is probably like, uh... It's like this, uh, kabuki makeup, really nicely done. Apparently he did that quickly after Giles left. Yeah. He, he's, uh, also got into a, you know, slightly balding head. It's blue, black, white, kind of looks like, uh, like Sting, wrestling legend, except <laughs> he with does. blue. Uh, he's also got, like, this blue cape. Giles is getting... Giles is figuring some shit out He's right now. figuring out that this zookeeper knows more than he let on. Yeah. And that he is, in fact, also one of the villains in this episode. And So basically, this guy wanted to have himself possessed by a hyena. A hyena? <laughs> a hyena. A hyena. Which is what uh, <laughs> Al Bundy calls butts on Married of Children. Hyenas. <laughs> oh, he just knocked out Giles. Like, easy. Mm-hmm. He's dragging his shit out of the circle. He's like, you don't go here, Or Giles. He gets knocked out so often he in this does. show. It's not fair. But again, it sort of represents that uh, he's knowledgeable, but he's physically, he's not very imposing. Not, you know, because he's not, he's not a slayer. He's a watcher. Right. He's all about the smarts and the books. And uh, and also the zookeeper was kind of saying that, So you know, Willow's like, he didn't come back. What the F? So she ran in there like an idiot. You know, back to the zookeeper who was saying that he was going to try to do the spirit thing with him, as you mentioned. But uh, oh, they did no. it with the kids. Oh, shit. It's just him and Willow. I think he's pretending, again, because she doesn't know that he's a villain. So he's he's using her ignorance of his villainous to be... This is exciting. He's tying Willow up. She's not even fighting him. Because I think he probably convinced her that uh, this, this is a good idea and this, this is going to help. This will keep you safe. Mm-hmm. But really, he wants her to be like prey. He doesn't, first of all, he doesn't... Oh, so know... she thinks she's like bait. Oh, like she thinks fuck. she's in on it. He's got a big-ass knife against her neck. Yeah. Willow thinks this is all like just a show, but uh, he's probably ready to like slice her neck for the sacrifice, for the ritual, yeah. ritual sacrifice of some sort. Shit. Things are really getting exciting. They've tackled Buffy. they tackled Buffy. The pack is on her. The zookeeper is speaking some weird language. He just took the hyena glowy eyes away from them. Okay, so Uh-oh, now... he just got now it. Now he's got the power. The pack is... They're, now they're just teenagers again. But now he's got Willow. Xander's a Xander again. And he... Oh, good. He fucking saves Willow. Which is also symbolic, right? It wasn't It wasn't Buffy right. that saved her. Right. It was Xander, which I think is important. He's like, don't you hurt my Willow? Yeah, it's important and for this episode. And the other kids are like, what are we doing here? What's happening? Yeah, it's important for this episode and for their relationship. because yeah. The Will- Scooby gang, they're used to seeing shit go down. These yeah. other kids, they're like, what the F? Yeah. Just because oh, they've been... he just got thrown in the hyena cage oh, and they're hungry. shit. And even though he's got the spirit of a hyena, I don't know that they're going to see him as one of their own. Yeah, he's got the meat of a human. (laughs) (laughs) The spirit of a hyena and the meat of a human. (laughs) Just like our pal, Liz Hersey. And And Giles is okay. He came out and he's like, what did I miss? Oh, now was the climax. Now we're back. Now I can breathe. Now we're back at Sunnydale. It's daytime, which lets us know. Principal. We do need a new principal. Xander's back in a light-colored blue shirt with white underneath. Uh, He's talking to the gang. I feel like they're. I think they're like filling him in on kind of what went on. He's like, "What? He's like, what did I? I ate a pig? You're kidding me! Like, apparently he doesn't remember anything. Not since the field trip. The field trip is the last memory he has, and that's when you know he was." 
Uh, that's when he was, uh, I was going to say infected. I don't know if that's the right word. Sure. But infected by the spirit of the hyenas. He's hugging Willow because clearly he never, he, Xander would never willingly be mean to her. Of course. So it's, so it's nice to see they're making up. And he's like, I didn't do anything else weird, right? Uh, Buffy says, nah, she's being sweet. Whatever, whatever weird stuff he did, they're going to yeah. pretend like it didn't happen. He doesn't need to know. He makes a joke about going vegetarian. And now, a pig. now we've got Giles. Giles is like, I've been reading up on this animal possession, and uh, I've never heard anything about the memory loss afterward. So <laughs> basically, Xander did not lose his memory. He's just pretending he did. Because he was embarrassed. Yeah. But Giles, you know, man code says, your secret is safe with me. And then we've got a Giles looks off, smiles, Xander. Xander has up. to live with knowing what he's done. And now we've got our closing credits, and that is the conclusion the end. of episode six. That was a good episode. I'm it, hungry now. <laughs> it was a good episode. But I don't want any pig or human, don't worry. <laughs> it was a good episode. And also, I mean, you know, it, like I said, especially, there's a lot of season one that has nothing to do with, with vampires. And it's more focused on just Sunnydale. Right. And that it's strange and a lot of strange shit happens. Yeah. But um, it's kind of nice because it sets a good stage for like, here's some shit that could go down. But before the season is over, they will get back into vampires hardcore. Yeah, they will. And so obviously our next episode will be episode seven. That's an episode titled Angel. And so the fact that the title is Angel means Angel's going to be the at the at the center of this episode. And we know that Angel, he's sort of this dark, brooding, mysterious character who mm-hmm. kind of comes and goes and Buffy has, sort of has a crush on. But we don't know a lot about him. So me thinks season seven, we're going to learn a whole lot about this character, Angel. Me also thinks. <laughs> me also thinks. So uh, anyway, this is uh, obviously a, a good a good place to wrap up uh, uh, the sixth installment of the Buffy Chronicles, but also the third installment of of Halloween Month two thousand and fifteen. Did it? We did it, and and and, uh, and we had fun. Had you enjoy? It? I, I was, had a great time. Here was my concern. My concern was we were going to be a little bit rusty because we haven't done this in forever, but no, uh, felt pretty we, good. I think we had a good time. I, I we definitely had a good time. Yeah. Hopefully, the listeners had a good time. Uh, also, hopefully, uh, our 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 hussy friend uh, up in the Great White North, uh, Liz Hersey. Hopefully, she enjoyed this as well. And we dropped her name often, in mm-hmm. large part because we love Liz and we we wish she was here with us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Liz, uh, I know you're listening. So, since you couldn't be here with us, we wanted to make sure that uh, in some form or fashion, yes. you were part of the show with us. You're so. here in hyena spirit. <laughs> <laughs> like it should be absolutely now listen gang um if you don't own buffy on dvd or blu-ray like we do is it available on blu-ray we should get it on blu-ray um good question we definitely own it Let on me dvd pull up my amazon app by going through the martin lestrap show podcast our website that's a good idea because speaking of your amazon app which you're going to get through through the website here's what chanel's talking about for anybody who's not in the know uh, you should do your shopping on Amazon for a couple of reasons. One reason is they've got everything you could possibly need, including everything. box sets of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But beyond that, if you shop through Amazon, that's actually the best way that you can support this podcast beyond simply downloading and listening. Honestly, I don't think the show is on Blu-ray. 
I, I, if I could be honest, I'd be surprised if it was because it's, it's yeah. not a show that would necessarily benefit from Blu-ray. I don't think. Right, because it's already like cut for TV. So yeah. So, but anyway, let's say you want to go in there and get a box set like we've but done. But say you wanted to buy Labyrinth on Blu-ray, it is now on sale for seven ninety nine. As as of this recording. As of this recording, yeah. who knows how much it'll be when yeah, you guys price listen? Price has changed, <laughs> and Chanel knows that because she's looking in her in her Amazon uh, shopping cart, yeah. which uh, which she keeps nice and full. Yeah. But before she went to Amazon, here's what Chanel did. She went to the official website of this podcast, which she found at martinlestrapsshow.com. Then she went to the shop page. On the shop page, there was an Amazon banner. She clicked on that banner, then took her to the Amazon.com, which is exactly what you guys can do. And once she got there, just like when you guys get there, you can do all the same shopping you would do otherwise. Mm -hmm. The experience is exactly the same. But because you went through this website... And then you do your shopping, Amazon in turn will kick back a few pennies our way. And then we get to take those pennies and reinvest them into this show, which allows us to make the Martin Lestrap Show podcast hour as good as we can possibly make it for you, which is what we strive to do week after week after week. Um, amongst other things that you can buy on Amazon, you can also buy the Vampire and the Hunter trilogy, books one, books two, and book three. That's right. They're so, all out. Book one and two. Book one, The Vampire, The Hunter, and The Girl. Book two, The Vampire, The Hunter, and The Witch. They are both out in uh, in digital form, which on Amazon would be for Kindle. Uh, and by the way, if you don't own a Kindle, you can still buy Kindle books on Amazon and read them with an Amazon app. Because that's exactly what I do. Mm-hmm. I read Kindle books on my iPad, but I use a Kindle app. So it's super conven- convenient. Totally. Uh, but books one and books two are also available in paperback. As of this recording, book three, the the Kindle version, is available for pre-order on Amazon.com. If you're listening to this after Halloween, because that's when book, th- book three comes out on Halloween, then it's officially available both in digital and print. Right. But as of now, if you're listening to this as soon as it's as soon as it dropped on your iTunes list or Stitcher or wherever you listen to the show. Uh, book three is available for pre-order, which again you can do through Amazon. You can you know go through the website uh, and then make your purchases. These are all ways that you can help support the show, and especially if you buy my novels, then you're also supporting me. And as the host of this show, then by extension, you are supporting the show. Now, also, uh, if you're not subscribed to the show on iTunes, uh, Chanel and I would both encourage you to do that. Uh, because it's if you're, so easy because you don't have to figure out how to spell the straps. Yeah, subscribing. You, you just have to do it once. You never have to spell my name again. <laughs> and it's free and it's easy. And every week I'll drop a new episode in your iTunes list. You never have to think about it. Not everybody does iTunes, though. So it's also available on Stitcher Radio, which is also free. You don't have to subscribe, but you can. And beyond that, there's the old-fashioned way. You can listen to every single episode, all 91 episodes. You can Jeez. listen to... Uh, on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on martinlestrapshow.com. And beginning next week, you can also listen to episode 92. Here's the thing about episode 92. I don't know if Chanel realizes this, but episode 92 will feature my occasional co-host, my newlywed bride, and my best friend in the whole wide world, Chanel Chaco. Chanel, let me ask you a question. Did you know you were going to be on episode 92? I didn't, honestly. <laughs> I really didn't, but I'm really happy to That's be on That's what it. I suspected. So Chanel next week is going to be on an episode 92. <laughs> it's um, it's also going to be the uh, it's going to be the final installment of Halloween month. Um, and so I can give you guys a um, I'll I'll give you sort of a preview. I won't tell you exactly what we're doing. 
But I can tell you this. We're going to do a special edition of Movie Time. Movie Time, it's generally uh, a series of episodes that I've done in the past with my nephew, Nathaniel. We'll watch a movie and then we'll talk about them. This episode of Movie Time, I'm going to do with Chanel, specifically for Halloween month, Mm -hmm. which means we're going to watch a horror movie. But what are we going to watch? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. I know. I suspect Chanel knows. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be like the Buffy Chronicles, though. We're not gonna do like a commentary. Yeah, we won't like talk through it or anything. We're gonna, that would be really long. Yeah, we're gonna watch a movie just by ourselves as a loving married couple because we love sitting on sitting on the couch and watching horror movies. <laughs> but then we'll then we'll turn on the microphones and we'll do uh, an episode talking about that movie for you in great detail. Uh, and then that will that will put a wrap on Halloween month. But I also know that uh, following that episode 93, that episode's going to happen in November. Mm-hmm. So Halloween will have already happened. So at the very least, we'll do sort of a Halloween wrap-up. Yeah. Like we'll talk about whatever happened on, on our Halloween. And then and then that'll, that'll sort of be the epilogue mm-hmm. of Halloween month. That sounds good. So anyway, uh, that's a wrap for episode 91, which is also uh, episode six of the of the buffy chronicles we're halfway through season one halfway through season one and as much as i as much as i enjoy season one i'm excited to get to season two for a couple reasons season two is better than season one (laughs) and it means we're one season closer to season three yes and that's when buffy really really kind of hits their stride that's good shit so now we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up if you want to go ahead and uh anything you want to say before we go um Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it as always. And I do hope that you'll listen to our Halloween episode because I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, you guys will definitely enjoy it. So, uh, So until next time, I will see you on the other side. Peace out, bitches. Bye, Liz. Bye, Liz.